discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Shout we have a boy. Yeah, you may kindly take your seat in heavenly place. I hope you had a good night's sleep. Ask your neighbor, did you get a good night's sleep? What did your neighbor say? You didn't really sleep much. It's like that. It's a camp. So when you go and you get back, you can go and sleep more. Okay? Yes. What time did you sleep? That's the question. Because when you get to the room, you have to bond a bit more, isn't it? Or even before the room. Some people, before the room, they start talking to some people. And then, it's nice. It's all part of it. That's what makes it exciting. Yeah. But try and get more, as, as much sleep as you can. Okay? Yeah. So that you don't sleep during the day. I went for a camp meeting some years ago, and I couldn't help myself. Yeah. I, like, as a preacher, I'm looking at him like, I don't, I don't know whether I'm awake or I'm asleep. It was very wild. Yeah, so try. When you get good sleep, you see that you are awake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. So I've been sharing with you concerning what? What's the title of the message? Ten benefits of being in the body of Christ, isn't it? And yesterday I ended up with what? Nourishment. Number five, right? Number six is cherishing. Okay? You are cherished. The Lord cherishes you. Or rather, takes care of you. Let's, let's read it in a Ephesians chapter. Do you remember the verse? Ephesians chapter 5, isn't it? Verse 29. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourishes uh, and cherisheth, cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. And yes, I spoke about nourishing how the Lord nourishes the church by giving them meat in due season. You see, uh-huh. God, Jesus is always serving something every morning. Ask your neighbor, have you had your fill this morning? You must hold the head. Tell me, you must hold the head. You must be close to Jesus. So that a whisper, even a whisper can be heard. A minister of God who is not close to Jesus will have many problems. He will easily veer off, go off completely. A child of God who is not close to Jesus will be tossed to and flow, and flow, to and flow off, to and flow. Hey! I nearly said to and flow. To and fro by every wind of doctrine. You see, God doesn't want that. God wants you to establish in his word. He wants, and every day he wants, he wants to feed you. Can you imagine? Yeah. I tell you, he always wants to feed you, give you the right meat, give you the right meal, a balanced diet every day. Take care of you every day by feeding you because you are his flesh. I mean, says no man ever yet hates, hated his own flesh. Let's read the, the Amplified. Uh, nobody hates, do you hate your flesh? How many of you hate yourself? There are people who hate themselves, but by God's grace, you don't hate yourself. One guy was telling me that he wants to kill himself. And I told him that you are lying. You. You love your... One of our guys was going somewhere, and he saw him. And then he picked him up into his car. And then the guy was talking about how he was going to kill himself and everything. So the guy turned the car from where he was going to. And brought him to my office. Because he was scared. And I, when the guy told you, you shouldn't have wasted your time. This guy, he, he can't kill himself. 
he loves himself too much. That's a problem. The problem he's having that he says he wants to kill himself is because he loves himself too much. So he says he can't kill himself. He would have, if he was going to do, he would have done it without saying it. Do you get it? Ah, uh-huh, this why he's always saying, "I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself." Going to... I told him, "You are not serious. Do it for me to see." <laughs> Show working. So, the, oh no, not this one. Chapter five, verse twenty-nine. Where are you? Chapter five, verse twenty-nine. Amplified. So then we may. Hey. Magdi, how are you? Ah, for no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and carefully protects and cherishes it as Christ does the church. So one of the things Jesus does for the church is to nourish, uh, carefully protect, and to cherish. You see, you cherish, like, I don't know if you, are, you know what it means to cherish. The ladies will understand what it means to cherish yourself. Eh? Some people do sunbathing. Not in Ghana, though, but I mean, Ghana, the sun is UV, the UV rays are very high. It doesn't bath you, it bends you. Hey! Sunbathe, it pierces you. There was, a, there was a princess of a certain country, or rather, she was, she was like a queen, you know, of a certain country, and she was bathing with milk. She, was bath, she baths with milk every morning. I didn't say she drinks milk. I say she baths with it. With it. Or did she bath it? She lies in the milk for some hours. Yeah. She existed in this world. Not long ago. This is just 70s. Yeah. And her husband will fly from his country to France for lunch every day. <laughs> just, that's just in the 70s. Yeah. For in a, a country that begins with an L. Yeah. L. Yeah. The husband will fly to France every day. Even in this country, even in this country, there was a time when bread was flown from France every morning to this country. Bread, yes. French bread every morning. By morning, early morning is here. Yeah. And some types of people will buy. Yes. Aviation for is gone. Very expensive bread. Yeah. Cherishing. See the way you go to the salon and then you want them to do your hair in a certain way. And then you do your nails. I was just talking to somebody. A person said that I want to do, my nails are looking terrible. I want to do my nails. I was talking to my wife. She said, my, na- my nails is looking, I've been in India and they can't do nails. I want to come and do my nails. I said, man, don't worry, I'll drive you to the nail shop. Or that they do your nails. Yeah, yeah. if you ask, you, you have to treat your wife very well. Though. Yeah, me, I sit, I've sat at many saloons in Accra, many different saloons in Accra. Yeah, I'll just go put her there and then I'll sit somewhere. Yeah. Just to be a husband. You dear don't be do something and be moving around. Just be, your wife will. <laughs> yeah. You have to follow. Follow well. When you have, your wife wants to do shopping, allow her to do shopping. The ladies are happy. Yeah. It's called cherishing. The, so the, can you imagine that the Lord wants to, the Lord likes cherishing. It's one of the benefits of being the body of Christ. To be cherished. Yes. To be cared for. To be protected. To be provided for. Can you imagine? Jesus is interested in providing for you. Jesus likes it when you are living in a nice house. It's like it's a sign that he's a responsible father or a responsible husband because we sustain a father son-daughter relationship with the, with the Lord. We sustain a husband-wife relationship with the Lord. We sustain a head-body relationship with the Lord. Your head, okay, takes care of your body. It's your head that will notice that, hey, my nails are growing. I need to cut them. I need to bath well. Now the guys who don't bath well. This side and this side. Do you know what I'm talking about? The joint between your, your, your tie and your groin is not pretty at all. There are gangrene there. I mean, it's not easy. <laughs> if you shave, 
you give yourself an opportunity to not smell. See you, see you some other time. I'm talking about cherishing your body. Yes, cherish your body. Take care of yourself. Do you get it? Shave the beggars. Do you know beggars? Shave the beggars. And shave your armpits. Brush your teeth well. Mm? Every morning, brush your teeth twice. The, the one brushing is not... You see, you didn't brush before sleeping. Most of us sitting here, we don't brush before we sleep. How many of you brushed before sleeping last night? It may, it may not be up to 1%. It's not a culture that we have. We sleep with our smelly mouth and wake up with a super smelly mouth. <laughs> Extra super smelly. In it. And then you brush just once. And some of us brush like this. <laughs> it's finished. You see that no matter how much you put perfume in your mouth, your mouth will still be smelling. Because there's meat. You've eaten meat. It's stuck inside your teeth. Do you see? You must do flossing every now and then. Do you know flossing? You put a rope inside. There's a certain type of rope. You put it inside your... And then you pull out. You'll be shocked at how much meat is in your mouth, is in your teeth, and has been there for the last six months. Yeah. And you're wondering why your mouth is smelling. It's a whole universe, I tell you. Have you seen Ant-Man and, uh, and Ant-Man or the new one? Ant-Man and the Wasp and no. Quantumania. It's like Quantumania. New, like, new, hey, it's not a small thing. Khan is sitting inside your mouth, I tell you. I don't know if you've watched them. Have you watched it? Oh, it's a requirement. You can watch it. It's nice. Quantum what? The quantum realm is in your teeth, I tell you. <laughs> Brush well so that you can talk freely without having any problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know someone is talking, it goes back. So, Charlie, what's up? Charlie, because he knows that his mouth is smelling. When he's, like, <laughs> when he's laughing, he goes back. <laughs> hey! I'm not I'm telling you the truth, I know somebody like that. Yeah. You have to brush twice. Use. Um, mouthwash. Hmm. Yeah. I I serious. It has become critical. I tell you, critical. It's become very quiet. Cherish yourself. Hmm. Use mouthwash. Just watch your mouth. Who is going to kiss you if you are no, you are mouth, your mouth? Yeah. There are some wives who don't brush their teeth well, and they are expecting them. They are expecting to be kissed. Who should kiss you? <laughs> hey! Hmm. Cherishing. It's a message, oh. I tell you, it's a come. That's why it's going along those lines. Yeah. Look nice. Sometimes you bath, you don't bath here. Or here. You see? This part of your body. So you have bath by your ears. Your, your, this side, it has guarded a lot of dead here. Hmm? When you, after bathing, when you put the, 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 the towel there, you check, hey! It's a whole quantum realm inside. I tell you. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Bath well. Tell you about bath well. If you're a lady, you have to bath even extra well. You don't expect your husband Mm, to do certain types of things for you. Mm? Certain types of things for you. When you grow up, I'll tell you it's those types of things. When you grow up, when you're getting married, you will know. Certain types. I'm sure I know you know already, but I, don't, I will still not say that. I'll pretend as though you don't know anything. You understand? I'll pretend. Just let's pretend we don't know. I mean, we all don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, we don't know. We are all innocent by the grace of God. We are secondary, tertiary. What uh, what PhD virgins? Amazing. Bath well. Tell me about bath well. Jesus is interested in you bathing well. <laughs> hey, yeah. But the Lord cherishes you. 
mm, carefully protects you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at First Peter chapter 5. Let's read verse 7. It says, Casting all your care upon him, for he what? Do you understand this? It is humility to cast your care onto him. Hmm? It is humility to not care. Because someone cares for you. That's one of the, that's one of the things the Lord does for you. He, he cares for you. That's what the cherishing ministry of Jesus Christ includes. So the Amplifier says, casting the whole of your care. All your anxieties, will you be humble enough to give your anxieties to God? The things you are afraid of. The things you are afraid will not happen. Or the things you are afraid will happen. We have different types of fears. Fear of failure. Fear of not being liked. Yes. Fear of rejection. You see? Yeah. We are anxious. You need to, it's like you need to put yourself in a certain way in order to please a certain type or group of people. Social media. Something. Normally what is happening practically and what they show on social media does not match. Doesn't match at all. Person is fully depressed and is dancing on social media. He's fully depressed. And you are seeing, you are like, hey, I need to be happier than I am in my life. That person is not happy at all. You have someone who is greater than anything, anyone, and he's the one who says that I care for you. I care about you. I like you. If he says that he likes you, then what is your problem? Then it means that you'll be liked by all. One of the things that, you see, if you read in Ephesians chapter 1, Verse 4 and 5. Look at Ephesians 1. We'll come back to this, okay? He's cherishing all of the benefits of being the body of Christ is that Jesus gets to take care of you. He cherishes you. Cares for you. Takes care, takes care of you. Hey! Look at it. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, he has what? Chosen us. So God has chosen. When we say chosen, it means that, come. If I bring them here, it means I've taken them out of Everybody. Isn't it? Yes. If I say, come and come and do something for me. There are many people who can do what you are doing. But you are the one who has been selected to come and come and do it. But when, they, when you hear chosen, chosen means that you have been taken from a certain group. You did, Bab. Yeah. This verse says that according as God, God has chosen you. Before the foundation of the world. Meaning that there were many he could have chosen, but he decided to choose you. If God has chosen you, then it means that you are very, very special. See, I'm special. Have you read First Peter chapter 1, verse 9 before? Let me show you. You can take your seats. Thank you. First Peter 1 9. May no God have I. Hey, 2 9. Sorry, not 1. 2. 2 9. Yeah, look at this. It says, but you are a chosen generation. You are what? A, a chosen generation. I am chosen. The amplifier says it nicer. The nicer way. Look at the amplifier. But you are a chosen race. A royal priesthood. A dedicated nation. God's own purchased special people. Wow. Tell anybody you are special. And the one who chooses you determines your value or how special you are. Do you get it? <laughs> if the, your, your value is dependent on who chose you. If the king of England now should call for you mm. Mm, yeah. and say, hey, you know, the king of England calls the president of Ghana and says that there's a lady in your realm called Enyo Felicia is it Atasai? Atasai? Atasi? Atasi? I want to I see her 
I, I want her to come and spend time in my kingdom. And I want to show her around. I just like her. I just want her to, and I want to give her some things. I want to give her some gold and some things and some, and just, and just be good to her. Yeah. What a blessing. Now, your value or the, the probable things you receive is dependent on who is choosing you. Do you understand? Let's say a madman should choose you. Like as you're walking on the street, a madman just identifies you and says, I like you. I want to marry you. You are my wife. And the madman is chasing you everywhere you go. You are the girl of my dreams. You are the reason why I am mad. I am coming for you. How will you feel? It's be very difficult, isn't it? Yes. Wow. I'm madly in love. <laughs> it will not be easy at all. You call it, and there are mad people who follow some people like that. Oh. They follow them. Yeah, yeah. They follow them, I tell you. Even where? Say it again. You show up in your lecture hall at the gates. At the gates. I'm looking for this girl. He doesn't remember anybody. You are the only one he remembers. You are the one he has chosen for his life. I tell you. It will not be easy for you at all. <laughs> it will never happen in your life. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that, you see, the one who chooses you determines the value that you have. In our case, the creator of the universe, the creator of all things, the one to whom all things belong is the one who is saying that I have chosen you and I have accepted you. I, you are accepted before me and I care for you and I care about you. I like you. I want you. I want you to give me all your problems. One of the things that happens when someone falls in love with you is that the person does not want you to have certain types of things to think about. Yeah, when you make certain requests, I mean, you don't even make the requests, it's, it's being done. That's one of the, that's one of the, if you want to know whether someone loves you, check to see. Do you see? Uh-huh. I'm not saying like things, oh. I'm not saying anything like, oh, I want iPhone and then he'll buy iPhone for you. No. That one, you know, you know that he wants something from you. I'm talking about the little, little things. Some little, little things. I'm not too well. The way the person will jump at that stage, I'm not too well. Oh, what's wrong with you? What's happening? Do you, need, do you need anything? Should I get something for you? Those are the things you should use to check. Yeah. But if it's just things, eh, the day you say, I'm not feeling well, they will not mind you. If you are not feeling well, then we are jumping to the next person. Yes. We move. We move. We move to the next person. Your expiry date has come. Eh? If you have a problem, you'll be surprised that a person will not be around. A husband is one who stays with you throughout life. A husband. One you form memories with. Memories. Good memories. That's a wife. Good memories. Not uh, things. The things they will all end. The one you can laugh with. Laugh out of your heart. Not fake it. Right? <laughs> Even when you're laughing, you laugh in a way that you don't laugh on a normal day. On a normal day, like, <laughs> But when you're this person, <laughs> <laughs> you are fake. It's a fake. It's a fake. I see it. Yeah. Wow. One of the reasons why I admired my wife was I could feel free around it. I didn't have to pretend to be something I'm not. I don't like pretense. How I am is how I am. As you are seeing me like this, you'll be shocked. You would think I'm very serious. I'm not serious at all. <laughs> Yet I'm very serious. It's amazing. Yeah. You will be surprised. How the way I I'm, I can just I'm preaching, I'm just making joke. That is how I am. Yeah. I mean on a normal day, you'll be surprised that we are just chatting, we're just laughing. Yeah. You think when we go for meetings, like a very wild, yeah. So what's You'll be surprised at what we do at meetings. Like serious meetings or high-level meetings where we are just playing. And then we'll, we'll be serious. We'll be very serious. And then all of a sudden it's like we are playing. And then we'll be very serious. Then we are playing. Like that's how it is. Very nice. You should want to be in certain types of meetings. 
very exciting. You are going to be there too. The Lord says he has chosen you. The Lord says he has chosen you. The Lord says he has chosen you. Go back to Ephesians. Chapter 1. Let's read verse, verse 5 and 6 now. Look at 5. Having predestinated us according to the adoption of unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. All these things are nice, but not, not then it's to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. You are accepted in the beloved. Let's read other verses so we can understand it, okay? He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. This is also very powerful. Okay, he says he wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved. Like, so God has brought you to a place where he wants you, he's just lavishing on you, just caring for you. Tugumiso type of, do you know Tugumiso? Tugumiso. Tugumiso type of experience. You get it. Other versions. You have other versions. To the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely gave to us in the loved one. Okay? It's like you are accepted. There's God has beloveds, and you are one of the beloveds of God. Like God has accepted you. You are accepted. God is not sacking. God does not say, go away. Jesus said, let the little children come unto me. Jesus is saying, come, I like you. Yes, I like you. And so just say, I also like you, Jesus. I also like you. Yeah. Hallelujah. And one of the things he does for those he likes and those he has chosen, those who are in his body, is that he cares for them. He just, he just likes to care for you. So he says, go back to First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, if you remember. We're reading First Peter 5, 7. Do you remember? Casting the whole of your care. This is amplified. All your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, then it says once and for all. Cast it once and for all. Why? Because you are loved. There's someone who is there to solve all your problems for you. His name is Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus asked the people, how many of you by taking thought can add one cubit to your height? Or one inch to your height? You can't. So stop thinking too much. Some people are thinking. You're always carrying the world in your hands. Hmm. Hmm. It, like, it's, it's as though worrying is a sign of, of seriousness, of being responsible. It's not to. Tell me, but it's not to. Sorry, baby. But it's not. Yeah. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit onto a stature? Hmm? And why take you thought for raiment? All this time, and money wasted on fashion, do you think it makes a much difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They never primp or shop. But have you ever seen color and design quite like it? Never. The ten best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. If God gives such attention to, to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never seen, are never even seen, don't you think he will attend to you? Take pride in you. And do his best for you. Oh. Charlie, don't you think that God, God likes you? And will take care of you? Yeah. God will take care of you. There was a nice song we used to sing in the old church where we used to be. Yes. He will take care of me. God will take care of me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let, the, the, let the rain fall. Let the winds blow. There is a place that I can go. I have a friend. His name is Jesus. It's a very popular song. Yeah. Believe in the fact that the Lord is taking care of you. Charlie, me, I don't think about a lot of things, or so you'll be shocked. I'm a very serious person. Who is serious about God taking care of him? <laughs> My seriousness is with the fact that God is taking care of me. One of the things you will hear me say a lot if you come close to me is thank you, Lord. 
thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Or it will be done, cry. It will be done. Oh, it will be done. It's happening. Lord, put it on your shadow. It's working. Thank you for supplying. I was just doing calculation this morning to check how much God has supplied for me since the year began. And it was so much. And I was just thanking God. I was like, man, Charlie, you have blessed me. You are too much. You are too responsible. Man, see how you have taken care of me. You have do too good me so throughout the, the first four months of the year. Man, I was just thanking God. Instead of you worrying about what you will eat, what you will wear, where you will sleep, what will happen. What? Why don't you enjoy the moment that God has given to you? Why don't you enjoy the life that God has given to you? When are you going to be happy? Ask your neighbor, when do you plan on being happy? What are your plans of happiness? What are your five steps to happiness? D forward, Dabeng. <laughs> D forward. When are you going to be happy? Why are you worrying about your school fees? When you worry about it, will it be paid? No. Have you noticed you can't take, you can't actually take care of yourself? We are the most helpless bunch of living organisms in the whole world. We don't have defense mechanisms. We don't have, even goats have a certain kind of defense mechanism. They have horns. There's no defense mechanism, nothing. Mosquito can put you down. So what, it's like, why are you so worried? Ask me about why are you so worried about life? You are worried about who employ you, where you get a job, who marry you, whether you have children or you not have children, whether you ah, ah. ask your neighbor why? why? What's up? What's up? Make you no worry, my brother. Make you no worry. Hey. Do you know that song? Oh, by King's Kid. You don't know King's What do you listen to? Yeah. Wow. Worry is not a sign of responsibility. <laughs> it's a sign of nonsense. You are a very nonsense person. Eh? Yeah. I'm not the one saying. He says, why? Why are you taking so much? Caring about so many things. Who take care of the children? The children who give them to you. Is it not God? God will take care of them. One of the things you must learn to do when you give birth is to hand your children over to God. Do the, when you do, they do their dedication. And they say they have given their child to God. Let them really do it. Accept it. Give their child to God. Do you understand? You are just a steward. What he will eat, what he will wear, where he will go, whatever you do. It's the Lord. It's for the Lord. You can't, you can't keep your child in the room and teach your child everything. The first day you allow him to go out, you will see that someone will teach him something bad. And that will be it. Yeah. You did, Bab. Yeah. I'm also not saying that I expose your children to all the bad things in the world. Because the Bible says, straight up a child, the way he ought to go. And when he's grown, he will not depart from it. You see. Uh, but learn to hand him over to God. You can't do everything. You can't. This is what TPT. So then, forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what we wear. Next verse. For that is what the unbelievers chase after. This makes you an unbeliever. I'm not the one saying that. It makes you an unbeliever. You are worrying so much. As though there's nobody who cares for you. Oh, Charlie, God, God likes you. God likes you. He's cherishing you. He has a cherishing ministry for the body. It's one of the benefits of being the body of Christ. The Lord cherishes you, takes care of you, protects you. Yeah. Look at Philippians chapter 4. Yeah, verse, verse 8. Philippians 4, verse 8. Go to verse 7, rather. Verse 7. Verse 6. Ah, this one. It says, be careful for nothing. Let's read other versions. Have no cares. This is BB. Have no cares. Have no what? These are instructions from the Spirit. Have no cares. Be carefree. But in everything that you are worried about, 
With prayer and praise, put your request before God. That's all. Put your request before God and stop worrying. Put it before God and stop worrying. Have you seen it? Then it says, look at the next verse. And the peace of God. Don't fret or worry. This is what message. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Why? Because the Lord cares for you. That's in, uh, it says he cares for you affectionately and watchfully. That's in First Peter chapter 5, where we're reading, right? Yes. Uh, chapter 5, verse 7, but in the Amplified. It says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. Why? For he cares. God cares for you. How does he care for you? Affectionate. God has feelings towards you. Wow. God has what? Feelings towards you. He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Like God is watching, not watching to do you wrong, but watching to do you good. It's the way you watch a child. You don't want the child to get hurt. If you are wise enough to not get, let a child who is learning how to walk, walk into the fire, how much more God? The more you believe and trust God, as the one who takes care of you, the more he takes care of you. Some people don't believe it. There are Christians who don't believe it. What I'm saying is like, oh, it's nonsense. My friend, let's, take, let's be serious. Let's take life by the horn. <laughs> let's take life by what? By the horn. Let's come to, let's, let's, let's be real. The reality is that God cares about you watchfully and cares about you affectionately. One of those days, you know, a guy called Saul of Tarsus was persecuting the church very seriously. Taking some to prison, killing some, assisting for some to be killed. So many things. And Jesus appeared to him and said that, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Now, Saul of Tarsus was not persecuting Jesus Christ. He was not persecuting him physically. Because when Jesus was around and died, he was not there. But because Saul of Tarsus, who later on became Paul, was attacking the church, Jesus said he's touching him. This is in Acts chapter 9. Yeah, he appeared to him and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Jesus didn't say, why persecutest thou my people? He said, why persecutest thou me? Why persecutest thou me? Why? Because Jesus is so identified with his people. He's one with his people. It's the same body. The head and the body are the same. It's why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? What do you mean? Why are you persecuting me? That is what happens when someone is touching you in an evil way. Someone is trying to destroy you. The person is actually just trying to destroy Jesus Christ. And Jesus will deal with the person. You'll be shocked. Yeah. Are you in the church? Yes. All those who tried to come against Israel were handled by God himself. Anyone who tried. You see, all those who tried to harm Israel and destroy Israel, even up to date, were destroyed by God himself. God fought for them. Yes, it became very personal. Why? Because they were trying to touch his people. They were trying to touch his eye, the apple of his eye. What do you have? What happens when someone is trying to touch your eye? You defend it, isn't it? As one, you can, there can be an accident and you'll be shocked. This is what you will do. It's reflex. You just go. You, you protect your eyes. Yes. God says that we have the apple of his eye. Yeah. We have the bl- black, the inside, what you actually see with. That's what we are. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why you are worried. Tell me why should I worry about tomorrow? When every day God takes care of... Which songs do you know? I'm surprised. When were you born? 1990 what? Or 2000 or what? 2005? 2000 what? 2002. 2004. I just felt like an old man right now. 2005 in university. Can you imagine? Yes. When you were born, I was in the university. What a shock. Nice meeting you. Nego hapalagadaba. What what a blessing that I'm the apple of God's eye. Look at this verse, Zechariah chapter two, verse eight. For thus saith the Lord of hosts: After the glory has He sent me unto the nations which spoiled you, for He has touched you 
For he that touches you, touches the apple of his eye. The one who touches you, touches the apple of God's eye. Hey! Charlie! Don't be worried. Don't worry about your parents. My mom is, hey, I don't know. Don't worry. Be cheerful. Because someone cares for you affectionately and cares for you watchfully. Yeah. Haman was trying to touch the children of Israel. It was not easy for him. Yeah. His own wife said that if this Mordecai that you are trying to fight is a Jew and you have begun to fall, then you continuously fall. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who tries to touch you, tries to destroy you, is trying to destroy the, the property of God. Yeah. Always remember that the seal of the Holy Ghost is on you. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Always remember. Did I say Ephesians chapter 4? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, not 4. Chapter 1. It says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Verse 12. That we should be unto, should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. Verse 13. In whom you also trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Then it says, in whom also, after that ye believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit is a seal, it's a stamp, it's God's stamp on you to show his ownership that you are for him. Can you imagine? Little Paula, what's your, what's your name? Phoebe. I know you are Paula's sister, Just the name's... The names keep flying out of my mind. I'm trying my best. Okay? You are sealed with what? The Holy Spirit of promise. The, the Holy Spirit. Charlie, as you are sitting here like this, God has a seal on you. Like God stamped us on you. He has stamped you. Alexis, right? He has stamped you like this. Boom. With Araba stamp type of stamp. <laughs> you know Araba stamp? You know Arabic stamp. How did you know Arabic stamp? Where did you find it? Where did you get to know? You're watching some of their movies. Oh, okay. Sweetheart, as you are sitting here like this, the stamp of the Lord is on you. It's on your forehead. You are owned by someone. You are owned by God Himself. Then the stamp, the seal, is the Holy Spirit Himself. Yeah. Look at the next verse. Which is the earnest of our inheritance, the down payment of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. If you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, eh, verse 20, look at 2 Corinthians 2.20. There's no 2.20, eh? it's 1.20, sorry. It says, for all the promises of God in him are ye, and in, in him, amen, unto us, unto the glory of God by us. Verse 21. Now he which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. Verse 22. Who has also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts? God has sealed you like you are his. These ones are mine. <clears throat> These ones are what? They are mine. They are mine. And when God has something or when God, something belongs to God, he takes care of it. Yeah. You are not an it. You are more than an it. I don't know why, but I still, I still feel like I should keep talking about what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You feel, you, feel you, are, you are not loved, you are not something. Listen, I'm here to tell you that Jesus likes you. Jesus has chosen you. Jesus has decided that you are the one he will take care of. Jesus says, cast your care upon me, for I care for you watchfully and affectionately. I have sealed you with my, with my Holy Spirit. You are mine. They are mine, say the Lord. Malachi chapter 3, isn't it? Look at Malachi chapter 3, the last verse of Malachi chapter 3. Last but one verse. Malachi 3, 17. Amplified says, And they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. In that day when I publicly recognize and openly declare them to be my jewels, my special possession, my peculiar pleasure, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. They are mine. God says you are mine. So he cares for you. That's what it means to cherish. The Lord cares for you. Mm. Yeah. Supplying for you. See, the Lord supplies all my needs. 
according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I am cared for. I don't know if you, I don't, I don't know if you, if you see a child who is cared for. Like someone whose things are provided for. And the child doesn't worry about some things. When some of us went to school, we had to sell to be able to go through school. Because it was not, it was very tough. Do you see? You want to get some money to flow, to do some things. You need to do extra by selling certain things. I used to sell pen drives and laptops and those things. I sold yogurt as well. That didn't work. And I sold a laptop to somebody and someone close to me. Up to date, that relationship is spot. Yeah. And I chopped the money. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> hey. Oh, but we are friends. We are still friends. By the grace. But I had some mates who were supplied for. They were supplied for every month. Some amount of money will hit the account. Yeah. Thousand. At what? This is what? Two thousand words. 2010, people were getting 1,000 Ghana cities in their account as students. 10 million every week. A week. Wow. That's a sports child. Mm. He didn't learn. The father has made a mistake. You were getting 70 Ghana cities one month. Same school, eh? <laughs> 50 cities every month. Every month. Ah. Welcome to the club. Yeah. But when a child is supplied for, I mean, I mean, they don't walk. They don't walk. They are driving. Fuel is paid for. As we are in school suffering, they are just driving. You see them passing by like this. <laughs> hey! When you what? When they say they don't have money, they have 2,000 CDs or 5,000. The man is like, they don't, they don't, they don't have money. And they can cry. Yeah. I know somebody, ah, she was here yesterday, she's not here, she's not here today. Yeah, she could cry when there, there's no money, because she can have about $5,000 coming. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> $5,000 provided, I tell you. Yeah, money be what? That's provision. Are you in the church? Hmm. Wow. God says, I'm supplying your needs. Hmm? Be still and know that I am God. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, four nations, or no, three nations, numbering close to a million, came against Judah, one tribe. They were going to annihilate them. Yeah. The Bible says that Jehoshaphat feared. That gives you hope that when something happens and you, you become scared, it's normal. But when you become scared, what you need to do to start is to relate it to God. When Joseph had became scared, he sought the Lord. Not you become scared, you are just, hey, hey, you're all over the place. Yeah. Go, go to that place where he says that he, he feared, Jehoshaphat feared, and he set himself to seek the Lord. Verse 18, eh? No, not this one. Go up. Verse 3, eh? Verse 3. Yes. And Jehoshaphat feared. Why was he afraid? Let's go to verse 1 so we understand it. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab, number 1, the children of Ammon, number 2, and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat to battle. Another group of people. Okay? It was actually Mount Seir. Then there came some that told Joshua, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazon Taba, Hazazon Toma, Hazazon Tama, which is Engedi. <laughs> look, at, look at the response. The first response was fear. And Joshua feared. But he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. Yeah. Why? He knew somebody was in charge of him. Someone was taking care of him. So he went to that person. When the problem came, what did he do? He went to God. When your problems come, don't go to human beings. Start, you start, you discuss. I don't know, I don't know. Talk to the Lord. That's why you need, you have a personal relationship with the Lord. Do you see? Yeah. Lay it before the Lord. Lord, this is what is happening. What do you say? What do we do? Do something about it. And the Lord answered. 
God told him, you will not need to fear. That's in the verse we're showing us in verse 17. You will not need to fight. I will fight your battle. And the Lord fought. Can you imagine at this battle? Eh? He says, you shall not need to fight, verse 17, in this battle. Set yourself, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go against them, for the Lord will be with you. And the Lord told them that as they are going, they should just praise him. They should break, praise the beauty of holiness. Instead of worrying, start thanking God. Start praising God. Yesterday someone called me. A businessman in our church called me. He said, all my businesses are failing. This, this, this. I told him, praise God. What do you do in the midst of your problems? He says, in all things, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning your life. It's a difficult thing to do, but do it. Start thanking God. I'm gonna dance and praise Him. Oh, oh, it doesn't matter what comes. You've been singing. It says, it doesn't matter what comes my way. I'm going to dance and praise Him. Isn't it? Why? Because the greater one lives inside of me. What is His name? His name. Now, when the trouble has come, you say what? The trouble has come and now you can't, you can't sing again. Your song has been taken care away from you. You are now singing songs of sorrow. <laughs> I'm interested. Sing it. Song that sing. You don't know how to sing it. You don't know the tune. Uh, it's an old song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ajinkwa wadana, wadana. Yeah, yeah, it's an old song. I remember it. No, but even that song, it's it's uh, when you listen to the whole thing, it's a very powerful song. Yeah, it, it was. He was just mentioning. It's a scripture. David it was. Just, she was singing a sound. And uh-huh. so David starts somewhere and ends somewhere. But that is not the focus. Do you get it? Hmm. Thank God in everything. No matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks. For this is the will of God for you. Who are in Christ Jesus. The revealer and the mediator of that will. I feel you are worrying about necessary things. Small girl, you are worrying about necessary things. What is wrong with you? You are worrying about Beloved. I'm growing. How old are you that you say you are growing? Wow. Who enjoyed these breasts? One girl looked into the mirror, held her breast, and said, Lord, who at all will enjoy these breasts? Oh, Lord. Tell the closest lady by you. How are you? You think I was, you thought I was going to say something, innit? <laughs> wow. God likes you. Tell me about God likes you. And he cherishes you. Yeah. Cherishes you. Seriously. Can you even take care of yourself when you're asleep? Yeah, yeah, that's it. When you're asleep, that's it. Someone can carry you out of out of your house. You don't even know. <laughs> Someone can carry you out of the house, and she will not know. By the time you wake up, you're outside. No <laughs> no Sleep. Stop thinking. Do you know that most of the problems we have, the sicknesses we have, is as a result of worry and anxiety. Yes. Because we can't trust in our great God, who is our great provider. We take care of you. God likes you. Let me show you a scripture in Revelation chapter 1. When John 
the revelator saw Jesus in his glory. He saw something very unique about Jesus. Revelation chapter 1, verse 12. Jesus spoke in verse 11 saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. Okay? Then, when he turned, he says, go to verse 11. And then we'll come to verse 11. He says, saying, I am Alpha and Omega. I heard a voice saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Verse 12. And I turned to see the voice that speak with me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Next verse. And in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, that's Jesus Christ, clothed with a garment down to the foot. Jesus was clothed with a garment down to the foot. And get about the paps with a golden ghetto. So he was wearing a long robe, and he had a golden ghetto around his breast area. You see, like a mother. You see how mothers will put a cloth around their breast area and then tie it. Have you seen that? That's how Jesus was also clothed. He had a small ghetto around his breast area. The word paps is breast. Okay. Showing his care. That is a sign of care for the church. <laughs> like Jesus in his glory is not gathered around his waist as a servant. The servants are the ones who are gathered around their waist. The mothers are the ones who are gathered around their paps for the purpose of taking care of God's children. Yeah. Can you, can you, do you have other versions? Like, the way Jesus likes you and the way he cares for you, the way he has everything planned about your life, eh? Oh, I don't know why you're even worrying. I know my tomorrow is going to be beautiful. Why? Because Jesus is in it. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Ah, do you know this one? Thank God. Because he lives, all fear is gone. All fear is what? Gone. And now I know, yes, I know he holds the future. And life is worth a living just because he lives. You can't employ yourself. He has your employment secured. Just trust him. Cares is the man that maketh flesh his arm, whose heart departed from the Lord. Yes. The man who trusts the Lord shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. Eh? That's in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5, 6, and 7. Look at it. And then we'll come back to this place. You like my message? Hmm. I'm preaching on. That says the Lord. Cares be the man that trusts in man and make flesh his arm and whose heart departs from the Lord. Don't let your heart depart from the Lord, okay? Yeah, depend on God. Next verse. Verse 6. The same God who took care of Joseph. The same God who took care of David. In the presence of lions and bears, in the presence of Goliath and Saul, he will also take care of you. Oh, yes. I see the Lord taking care of you. I see God's hands outstretched upon you. God cares so much. Jesus cares so much, I tell you. When Stephen was dying, he stood up. He stood up because of his care. He likes the church. He loves the church. He loves his children. He told Simon, Simon, lovest thou me? If you love me, feed my sheep. Yeah. That's how much Jesus loves you. Cares about you. Never be afraid. Okay? Never be afraid. Since the man that trusts in man shall be like the heat in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land and not inhabited. But the man who trusts in the Lord, verse 7, blessed is the man, the one who trusts in the Lord is blessed. The man who trusts in the Lord is blessed. And whose hope the Lord is. Only the Lord is your hope. You know that tomorrow will be good because of, the, of God, because of Jesus, not because of anything, not because of a certain man, or a certain woman, or a certain government. No. What is government? Who are they? Who are they? What is government? They are all the same. Haven't you noticed? 
If you have been around for some time, it's only children who don't know. If you have been around for some time, you know that we are spending the same coin. Just two different sides. There are two different sides of the same coin. That's the coin we are, we are all spending. You understand what I'm saying? No. It shall be like a tree planted by the waters, and that spread out her roots by the river, and shall not see when it cometh. You will not see when it cometh, but her leaves shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought. You will not be careful in the years of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. You will never cease from yielding fruits. You will keep yielding fruits every single year of your life. Every year to keep getting better and better and better. Listen, I'm sharing with you one of my greatest beliefs and one of my greatest trusts in the Lord that he will take care of me. Yeah. The Lord will take care of me. The Lord is, I believe very strongly, yes, that the Lord cares about me. The Lord cares for me. He will give me the money I need. He will give me the connections I need. He will take me where I need to go to. He will help me in every aspect of my life. He will bless me. He will give me things and make me live lavishly. I believe it strongly. Yeah, with all of my heart. That's why I'm preaching it to you. Yeah, I'm not worried about a lot of... A lot of you can't. Sometimes you can have a big project. Listen. We can have a budget of a million Ghana cities. That needs to be supplied for in like a month. And I'm the pastor of the church. It will come to me. We need this amount for this. What do I do? With pressure, of course, all the time. All the time. One million is even the smallest, one of the smallest. One million organized it is it's nothing. By the grace of God. It's nothing. Hey. All I need to do, you know what I do? I talk to the Lord. Father, there's a need for such and such. They say it's a million. You can do all things. The church is yours. It's not mine. I'm just a figurehead. Thank you for supply. We are grateful for supply. Thank you that is done in the time, in record time. Jesus' name. Amen. And I go about my business. I go about my preaching. I go about my teaching. I go about my everything knowing that the Lord is going to supply. And at the end of the day, it is supplied for. It is paid for. Everything paid for even more. Even more above and beyond all the time. I don't know. I don't know what else you are looking at, but I mean that's how I function. Yeah. When there's a need in my family, oh, we need to have this, we need to. What do I do? I hold hands with my wife. Father, we need this amount of money to come in to do this. Thank you that this is supplied for. I behave like a child of God. I am too irresponsible to think. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know much to think. If you know too much, you start thinking. You think too much. Yeah. You know, pa, 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 if, if you do this and do that. I don't have, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. So I put it on God and go about my business. And he supplies. Oh, yes. I'm still on God, brother. But I'm still on God. I'm still on God, yeah. Out of my belly flows with living waters. Out of my belly flows with But I'm still on God. And I'm still on God, yeah. You know that song? It's a song produced by our own church, you don't know. Out of my belly flows with living waters. Out of my... I'm on God. I don't move. I'm not moving. I'm Nemi, yeah, by Nemi. Still on God. It's one of the songs I play every now and then. Just play it. Just, I'm on God. I'm not going... I'm still on God. Yeah. I don't know about you. You are you are thinking so much. Hey, you are thinking so much. You are too thinkers now. You are too much. You are thinking. Think too much. What will happen if I don't do this? And if I, hey, mada, mada, mada I pray for grace for you to be able to cast all your cares upon him. Honestly, honestly, grace for you to be able to cast all, all, not some, all, all, all your cares, all your cares, all your cares upon him. Yes, be careful for nothing. Care about nothing. For the Lord cares affectionately and watchfully. 
cares for you. Grace, I pray for you for grace. Grace do not care. In Jesus' name. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.